Okay. We are on um, Shin Aleph. Shin Aleph, uh, Tes Zion, 16, Tes Zion. Kitea, She'eno Yacholelech Klal Al Shokov, Ella Yoshev Al Kise, someone who is missing a uh, part of one leg. So, uh, he's not able to walk. He's not able to walk on his, uh, I'll show up on his thighs, right? So it's, uh, it's missing, let's say, below the knee. El Yoshev, or, you know, somewhere between the waist and the knee. El Yoshev Al Kisei. So now he sits in not what we would call a wheelchair. Uh, this is talking about, this is probably a quote from the Mishnah, when they would literally just have a, a wooden chair that he would sit in, maybe even be tied into it. Ukishenaka Mimakomo, when, when he would try to move around, when he would try to, to let's say, take a pace, nismach al yadav va'al shokav, he would lean on his hands and on the one shok that, that does still work. V'nidchaf lafana, and then he would push himself forward, v'osas simuchos shel or o'etz l'roshe shokav. And he would make, um, he would make supports uh, out of leather or wood for his stumps. Of, uh, of, of the top of his legs. O raglav hatluyim. Uh, o raglav, or for more of his leg. Hatluyim. And those things, those, um, those, uh, supports would be hanging. Ukashu nishan al yada v'okar atzman, nishan gam al raglav ktsas. When he moves forward and he's, he's leaning on his hands, and he, and he's moving himself forward, he is resting on his leg, I'm assuming the good leg. Uh, a little bit. So then, ein yosem behem b'shabes. So now he cannot go out with these coverings that he has on his stumps that he does not lean on. The idea uh, the tluim velo manchiyara, because since they're just hanging in the air, they're just suspended, and they don't rest on the ground, the ones that are on the stumps that, are, that he's not using his weight on, zinin demishtalfi, there will be times when um, they get pulled off, they slip off. So, again, the, the, the general rule is that um, anything that could slip off, we saw this already in, in the previous sif, uh, when he has most of his leg just missing his foot and he puts it into like a wooden shoe to make it look like a foot, um, that could come off. And he doesn't, he doesn't put his weight on it. And, and if he, we're afraid that if it comes off, he'll pick it up and carry it. That's always the concern. All of this is talking about walking around in an area with no Erev. Zim and the Mishtafi sometimes will slip off, and we're afraid that he'll carry it. But these are kind of like crutches, uh, like a small chair or a bench uh, that's in his hands. Again, I assume it's more like a crutch. Mutalat says he is allowed to uh, go out with, even in Rosh Hashanah, because he is putting his weight on that, and then a crutch, a person needs to walk around, it's like, uh, it's like a malbush, it's like we wear shoes, he's using a crutch. Kitea bishte raglov, but someone, um, who lost both of his legs, or part of both of his legs, umahalech al shokov va'al arkubosov. And so now he is putting his weight on both of his thighs, or his knees, um, or, uh, on his elbows. Va'osa smuchos shel ar l'shokov, and now he's making uh, leather um, supports. And uh, the Mishnah Baruch says it could also be uh, wood. 
uh, doesn't really matter. We're, the, the distinction between the later part of this of this Sith and the beginning part isn't so much between the leather and 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 wood. It's more as whether he's putting his weight on it. Although there is a machlokus on that point. Uh, and he's making uh, supports for his stumps uh, out of leather. But here, since he is putting his weight on them uh, in order to, to move forward, he can go out with that. Because we're not afraid that it's going to slip off because he can't walk if it slips off. We're also, uh, a person is allowed to go out uh, in a wooden shoe. That his that his real foot goes into and there's no concern that it'll fall. Again, this isn't this isn't just something that that the stump kind of fits in. Some of that that is missing most of his foot, just foot. Um, we're talking about where there, there it'll it'll go in in a way that there's no concern that it'll slip off. So once you're not concerned that it'll slip off, then it doesn't matter if, if the shoe is made out of wood. Uh, um, uh, um, you are allowed to go out with this thing that does... Oh, yeah, these are slippers. Um, you're allowed to walk out on Shabbos to a Rosh Hashanah with slippers um, that are made to slip off the foot easily um, uh, without you untying anything because you're not going to walk around without the slipper. If it does fall, out, fall off, you'll put your foot right back in and continue. You're not going to continue walking without it. However, there are some that say you should not walk around in Rosh Hashanah um, with slippers. Also, a person should not go out on Shabbos barefoot uh, um, in a place that it's not normal to go around barefoot, I guess, let's say on the beach. Uh, I guess on the beach it's okay to walk around uh, barefoot. The concern is that we don't want him to forget that today is Shabbos. Uh, so walking around um, not in uh, in in nice mechubed uh, begadim, certainly barefoot is a concern that you'll forget that it's Shabbos. Bilti davar Shabbos. Uh, unless you're wearing something that will remind, will remind you that it's Shabbos. Lo yavo because we're afraid that you'll come to do chil Shabbos. Yud zayim. Chiger, she'en yachol lelech below makel. Someone who's lame, he's not able to walk without a crutch, or even without a walking stick. Muta lelech bo, afilo enokosher bo. He's allowed to walk around with it, even if he's, if it's not tied on to him. Again, because since he can't walk without it, we're not afraid that he's going to carry it because he needs it to walk. However, a cane that someone is able to walk around without it. This gets a little more, a little more complicated. He does use it, but he's really only using it to stabilize himself. So then you're not allowed to walk around on Shabbos in Rosh Hashanah even someone who's older, but he's only using the cane to sometimes stabilize himself, but he is able to walk, it's also. Now the Mishnah Baruch goes into that if, let's say, it's rainy weather, or he's walking to a sloped area, um, and then there's a concern that he's going to fall, so then the cane really is enabling him to walk. So th- this is sort of walking around with the cane, I, um, which is only for stabilizing, 
should probably ask you know local ask your local Orthodox rabbi because it, it's not absolute. Uh, the Mishnah Brewer does say that there are situations where if he's concerned he's going to slip, then then even if it's just for stabilizing, then it is considered a, a, an ability for him to it, it enables him to walk. Um, a sick person that um, that uh, is is now able to walk around with a crutch. It, it's the same thing as someone uh, who is lame in the sense that if he needs it to walk, he's allowed to walk around with it. And if he's only using it to stabilize, then it's like the older person that that only uses it to stabilize and generally should not walk around unless he's afraid he's going to slip. Yudches. Suma bemakel. A blind person is not allowed to walk around with his stick that he that he uses to walk. Now I don't really understand this because um, based on the rule that we that we had before that that someone who can't walk around without it, so then it, it's like a malbush for that person. So I don't understand why a, a, a blind person. It could be that the sticks that they used in in those days were different. Um, I'm just going to leave it as as a as a question. It says over here that um, over here in the note, uh, outside that is beyond Arab. Yeah, all everything that we're talking about walking around outside with these things is outside of an Arab. There's no problem to to use any of these things in an Arab. We haven't talked about anything that's muktzah here. Um, so all these things are muktzah inside of an Arab. Now, even for the Summa, it says. Um, once you brought this up, I'm reading in the Mishnah Baruch Samaches. Because he is able to walk around without without the stick. He's only taking it to to pathfind, or you know. So I, I again, I don't really understand uh, how it plays out uh, with modern psak. But but uh, assuming that what the Mishnah Brewer is explaining, that really he is able to walk without this walking stick, uh, which is true for a blind person, he just doesn't know where he's going, he might walk into a wall, so then it, maybe it is true that, that a blind person cannot walk around with his walking stick outside of an Arab. I'm just, I'm just a little surprised, that's all. Yes? Then you need an aid, somebody to guide you. Okay, so then he could walk around with an aid. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know... Practically speaking, what a blind person does these days. And we'll just leave it at that. Yudtes. Mishu asur ukavolim. Someone who is chained, like a, a ball and chain. Uh, like prisoners used to walk around with a ball and chain. He's allowed to do that outside of the Erev. Pirish kein tabas gadolim shesogam behem haraglaim beraglav. He has these chains around his, his feet. Motolot says behem, he's allowed to go around with them. Because for him, someone who is a prisoner, that's... That's normal. That's how he walks around. That that's his malbush. Yeah, yeah. A, 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 a chain walking around and chain, chained on his legs. Now I I don't know. Um, the modern equivalent now would probably be something an anklet that the police uh, make sure that somebody is. Yeah, GPS, a monitor. I I I don't know uh, how that would apply to that or muktzah, but I I would imagine. That at least regarding at least regarding the walking around, that it would be similar to to this. But I'm, I'm not. I, I can't pass on that. Chaf. Uh, we have to move forward. Chaf. Ein yotem ba'an katmin vukmin chamor sheosim halitzanim. So um, my ability to relate to this is, you've sometimes seen a um, 
a costume that people wear in Purim where, let's say, he'll dress up as a cowboy and the horse is attached to him and it looks like he's riding a horse and they have fake legs on the sides of this fake horse, but really he's walking around and he's carrying this fake horse as part of his costume. So um, this kind of thing, you're not allowed to walk around on Shabbos outside of an air of width. V'nir Karochevelo, looks like he's riding it. Who knows so? But really, he's carrying it. V'holich Baragov, and he's walking regularly on his feet. V'lo B'ksharim. V'lo A person also cannot go around on Shabbos out in, uh, with, outside, of an, outside of the Erev on stilts. V'heim Eisim Gavon, these are tall uh, sticks, uh, pieces of wood, Sheish Ben Moshe Regal, that he can put his feet on, stilts. And he, and he uses it to go to get around muddy areas so your feet don't get dirty. And he can't walk around with scary masks that were made to scare children. Uh, I guess it was a different time. Um, but the, uh, the, these were masks. Um, it's not considered a, a malbush. So you can't walk around on Shabbos outside of Arab wearing a, you know, like a, like a poor mask. Chaf Aleph. En yotzen beteva vekupa umachatzelas. So let's say it's raining outside and you want to protect yourself from the rain. So you can't use, let's say, a cardboard box or a chest or a mat that you hold over your head or even wear balance on your head to protect you from the rain. Avul yotzen besak the yiriya v'chamila. Pirish begadam gasen. But you can go out with with, with cloth that you drape around your body because the thickness or the coarseness of the, of the cloth doesn't really matter. Um, these days, people don't generally wear, a, a, let's say, a potato sack. Um, um, but that kind of thick cloth that's used um, you know, in commercial bags, it's still cloth. Or at least it, it, it's cloth-like, and so you can wear that um, wrapped around your head as a way to protect yourself from the rain. That is okay, uh, cloth or uh, or curtain material, anything like that. Chafbeis, yotzim b'moch usfog shalamak. Now we're talking about our equivalent of band-aids, but in the old days they didn't. Uh, it was a little bit more complicated. So um, they would have. Uh, bandages of cloth, usfog, uh, you know, some kind of uh, absorbent uh, material, shal hamaka, that would absorb, uh, let's say, the pus or whatever would, would uh, or, or blood coming out of the maka. Vishem marapim, because they would also protect the, the maka and it would allow it to heal. Hilka chavik motachshet, because now, then it becomes something that's serving the person's body, and we call that a tachshet. Uh, it's like jewelry. shum ubatzel. In those days, they would use some kind of thin um, uh, onion skin or or garlic skin. Uh, that's what they had. Uh, I guess these days it would be more like paper. Obasplanus or melugma or retia, or a poultice or uh, ointment uh, that you would put on one of these uh, one of these bandages. So you are allowed to go out with, again, with a, with a, with a band-aid, even if there is ointment on it. Um, and all of these things were attached before Shabbos. Because to attach them on Shabbos 
would be doing refuah on Shabbos. And um, then you just, then you would have to get into, um, is this a cholashesh posakana? Um, um, and, you know, to be allowed to do that. But we're, we're talking about the, 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 the problem of walking around, uh, outside of an Arab with these things. So you are allowed to go a- around with these things, both with the bandage part and, and the, the ointment that's on it. But if they fell off, you cannot put them back on in uh, outside of uh, outside of an area. Of course, you're not allowed to put these back on. Uh, you're not allowed to put these on on Shabbos, like we explained, because that would be refuah. And we talked talked about you can walk around uh, with a bandage. But you're not allowed to walk around with, they used to, in the old days, tie a thread or a string, alamaka, over, over a wound. Uh, since uh, a thread or a string don't really do any refua, I think the point is that they don't, um, they don't leave scars. I, I don't exactly know why they, why they would put them, um, on, but, or some kind of, uh, person would put it on for lekavod. But they, they would not perform any uh, healing act, so then you can't walk around with it. So havi masoi, because then it's not it's not servicing you, it's not uh, healing you, so then it's just uh, something that you're carrying, and then it would be chil shabs you'd be carrying. I will be igud shikarach al haritia shalotipol. But uh, you know if you tie down the bandage with with more cloth, or even I imagine even with string, the point is that this is your way of tying the bandage onto you. So just the fact that it's string or thread, um, the, that's not the problem. The problem is whether it's servicing uh, the person or not. Um, but if it, so, so then the kosher matiro. So we said that you can't. Um, take the bandage off and on because, you know, opening it and then putting it back on would be considered refuah. However, t- untying and tying, I assume, a slip knot that allows the bandage to stay on the maca, that part is okay. I hope that's clear. Chaf Gimel. Habanam Yotzim Bezagin. Pirish Kamin Pa'amonim Ketanim. Boys can go out with bells that are attached, I'm sorry, that are woven into their clothing. Uh, that are woven into the clothes. But if they're just attached, but they're not woven into it, it's not really a part of the baguette, then he cannot walk out with it. Why? Because there's a concern that people may laugh at him, he may take it off, or there's a concern that it, somehow it'll, it'll come off and then he'll carry it. But if it is literally part of the baguette, if it was woven into, and in those days they used to do it, have bells woven into the, into their clothing, uh, then it's fine. Then that's not considered carrying outside of a, uh, outside of a, of an Arab. Agav, lo mahani hadam It doesn't help if it's attached. Rak uh, Attaching only helps to something that is normal to be attached. But if you attach something that's not normal, uh, to be attached, asar. You're not allowed to go, uh, around on Shabbos outside of an air with something that's not normally attached and you just happen to somehow attach it. Um, the Bir Halacha quotes from this point that that's why you're allowed to walk around with a hood that's attached to your coat, um, to protect you from, let's say, the rain 
yeah, some of them are sometimes only zippered on or only buttoned on. It seems like that should be fine because it's normal to be attached and it is attached. And the Mir you know, quotes it. Um, this is pretty sad. Those green circles, these green patches, I guess to our mind, a yellow star. A yellow star. That the government um, uh, decreed that every Jew has to carry one of them on his clothing. You are allowed to go out with them on Shabbos, even if it's not completely sewed in, but it's only somewhat attached, because there's not a concern that you're going to detach it and walk around without it, um, because the Xeris Hamalchos, a person wouldn't do that. However, uh, even if it's only loosely attached, we're not. Afraid. It's not chashav enough that it that if it did get detached, that it's so chashav that he would walk around carrying it. It's not that chashav that he would do that. So it's right in the sweet spot. Um, it's chashav enough that he would not detach it on purpose, but not chashav enough, uh, chashav enough that if it got detached, that he would carry it. Similarly, a person is allowed to walk around with a handkerchief that um, he uses to uh, clean his nose, a handkerchief. If it is literally sewn in and, and attached strongly to the, uh, to the garment, uh, modern-day handkerchiefs are generally not attached. Um, so then it would be a problem to go around outside of an Erev. But these handkerchiefs, which in those days were sewn in and were attached, you could walk around with them. Um, and, and now the Ramah is referring back to the, the, uh, the bells that were in the children's clothing, that were, in, that were woven into the clothing, that's only if they don't have a clapper in the bell, they don't make noise. Vein mashmin call. And we'll probably just do this one and maybe we'll start on Kamea. We're getting into the whole point of Kameas, amulets, or cameos, um, that uh, in those days were, or charms, uh, that people believed would have um, healing powers. So uh, grasses that are tied on um, for a fua, a person is allowed to go uh, around with because, again, it's they were believed to have power. They they were considered to have power uh, of refua, and therefore they are servicing the body, and it's not a masoi. Now, what about amulets that had written words in them? So if they are not we'll just use the word certified. Uh, if they're not certified uh, as working kameas, then you cannot walk around with them. The only kind of kamea, the only kind of animal you can walk around is a certified uh, working kamea. Then who mumcha yotzimbo. But if it is certified, you can go around with it again. It's, it's considered actually performing refuah, and you're allowed to go around with it because it's servicing you. Loshna ismachi gavra, velo kamea, and it doesn't matter whether the certification is on the person that wrote it, 
but not on the Kamea yet. Or uh, if the Kamea, we're going to get to the or much later in the Sith, or if the, the Kamea is certified. But uh, if the person is certified um, on this Kamea, uh, then you're allowed to walk around with it. Uh, what is, what's the case if he, the person is certified? He wrote uh, some kind of incantation, we'll call it, um, in three different uh, letters, in three different um, parchments that are, that are in the Kamea, in the amulet. Um, and these three amulets that he wrote um, cured three people. That is, each amulet cured one person. And he had written the exact same incantation in all of them. So now this person is considered certified for that incantation. Any time that he would write it. Now, if he writes new ones, those would also be now certified because, but only if you write that exact same incantation. And of course, the first three that I wrote are also already certified. And, and so a person can walk around with any of those three that he first wrote, or a fourth one, or, or any new ones that he writes, as long as it's the same incantation. But if he writes a different incantation, he's not certified in that. A person cannot walk around with that outside of, uh, outside of an Arab. Um... And also, the Kamea is not considered um, certified if someone else were to write it, even though it's the same incantation. Um, and it also doesn't matter, we're going back to that first clause, it also doesn't matter whether the, in, whether the amulet is certified. If the amulet was certified, the person wrote um, one incantation in one amulet, and that one amulet cured three people, or even one person three times. And then that amulet is now considered certified. for anybody. If both the person writing and the Kamea got certified at the same time, of course you can walk around with that. That's a Kabbalah. He wrote one incantation in three letter in three amulets. And each one of them helps somebody um, three times, or one person three times. So then, then this person is certified for this incantation in any amulet that he will continue to write. And also, these amulets are certified for uh, anybody. It's only when the two certifications happen at the same time. But if first a, the person got certified, and then he, write, he wrote a Kamea that healed three people, then we don't say that the Kamea has become certified, because we've already established that the person that wrote it is, is a certification. We're saying that the, the, we would then uh, say that this Kamea works because of the person that wrote it. But if, he, if a person wrote three Kameas for one person and, um, and three times this person was cured, that means each Kamea healed only once. So then, because he wrote three different incantations, so then 
the person is not certified and the commands are not certified. Once it is considered a certified command, you can walk around with it, whether it has um, uh, written incantations in it or if it has herbs in it that's considered that it heals you. Whether the person is a Cholashesh Bosakana or not. And it's not that um, he already uh, got sick and now he's putting it on to heal him. Uh, that's not the only time. He didn't get sick at all. He's from a family that tends to get this this disease. And he's only wearing it in a preventive manner. Shari, that's also mutter. The kosher matir b'rishasaram, and he can tie it and untie it even in rishasaram again because um, it's it's servicing him, but it's not. But for some reason, it's different than the poultice because it's not actually healing him. I'm not sure. I, I like it, we're considering that it's healing him, but it's not considered attaching it for refuah. Levad bishir but he should not tie it onto, let's say, a chain or a ring, a bracelet or a necklace, uh, or onto his ring. What what we call these days a charm, in those days they really thought were charmed and really would would heal him. The Yitzhak and he's allowed, um, uh, he can't tie it into, uh, as a charm, uh, onto and uh, onto a chain and go out into Rishas Rabbim. Shaz Yom Rishas because then you would say that this is going out as what we call a charm. It's considered tachshit, uh, but this amulet is not uh, is not jewelry. It's it's uh, a healing amulet, and we'll stop here.